0: Welcome to the show, Eddie. Thanks thanks a lot for coming on. Mm -hmm. And uh,
1: So Eddie Sanchez, you're a filmmaker, screenwriter. And uh, just a little bit um, offline, you tell me uh, about you up all night, um, pitching to investors, working on screenplays. How's that going? Uh,
2: It's it's going pretty good. Uh, Just like with anything, I feel like um, every project is different. So when you're pitching a project, it starts to say, Three, four hundred thousand. then if, if you get like a big star, then it goes up to more than a million. And that just complicates the project a lot more. So it's, it's just, it's like drama sometimes. It's like a, a series. <laughs> right.
0: It's
1: like a whole series within itself.
2: Exactly.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I understand. Um, you know, I've, you know, before the quarantine, i worked on, I've worked as an AD on a number of independent features and, CD pilots and uh, you know there were a couple of them that we had you know some recognizable names and faces and we were able to get a little bit more money and a little bit more backing. Um, yeah. But but at the same time, yeah, like with that that could also add you know extra stress with dealing with extra <laughs> more agents or having to like, you know, battle with SAG or Oh my
2: god, that's crazy.
1: Or hunt, you know, or hunt down you know actors that are staying at other hotels that are bigger and nicer, further yeah. away from the, from the <laughs> set <or> whatever. So <laughs> it's all the, it's it's the little things that just start to add up. You
2: know? No, no, you're right, you're right. Um, so I don't I don't mind it. Um, it's part of my job. Um, but, You know, like I call myself director, writer, whatever the film need, needs me to be. You know? Yeah. So yeah. I'm a I'm a jack of all trades, right? <laughs> yeah.
1: We're wearing multiple hats all the
2: time. All the time. Yeah,
1: yeah, definitely. Yeah, like <laughs> yeah, and, and you and you're based in New York.
2: Uh, yes, I'm based out of New York right for now. Okay, all right. Uh, that's awesome.
1: So, how uh, what have you been up to lately? How how's you know how's this quarantine this shelter in place hit you?
2: Yeah, uh, I mean honestly, uh, I've, I've been home a lot because I write, so it's nothing that different. Um, when you're a writer. The only thing that changes is it's stressful to be under quarantine, you know, like you don't want to be. Um, what do you call it? Nobody wants to be on the quarantine, you know, so it kind of puts a stress on me and it's harder for me to write. So I have to force myself to write. You, I mean, it's my job, but you kind of have to force yourself to like to write because I don't know about you, but being creative for me, I like to go drive. And that's how I usually do my best writing. I write and I, I, I fly I, I drive and I free my mind. Yeah. Uh, I have to be you know stuck at home. It's hard to write.
1: No, absolutely, yeah. And 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 just being outside your comfort zone might might either you know help you out or block you up. And uh, now I get that where you know before we could go to the gym and at the gym, you know I might be working out the gym and I would get a total total. Uh, you know, rush a total flood of new ideas or better ideas of, for ideas I already had, and I'll start jotting them down there in the gym. You know, I got, got you know, I got a small little notepad there, and I'll just start jotting these you know notes mm-hmm. down, and then yeah. take that take that back to the to the office and write that down or implement that somehow. Yeah. But you're right. But you're right. Just being cooped up in the basement, being cooped up in, in the lounge, or, or being cooped up in the office the whole time. Yeah. You have yeah, you kind of have to like you know force it the ideas out and maybe they're not as creative
0: and not it's a covid brain. like everybody's
2: yeah. getting covid brain. Yeah. yeah yeah and everybody's scared Everybody, the one thing that we all have in common is that we all have a, a, a well the common thing is fear we all have a fear that we're gonna get her or somebody we love is gonna get it. so you know it's a scary thing um so that's that's something that's bringing us closer together in this uh divided world I feel like um a fear does sometimes puts us, brings us more together, you know, yeah. sometimes.
1: No, I think I, I agree. You know, there's there's been times where fear I think you know during World War II, you know, we 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 ended up putting together internment camps uh, for Japanese Americans. And that's where that's where that's where our fear kind of overtook us. We yeah. Got the bet and got the best of us. I think there was a lot of racial tension, the cultural cultural bias tension after 9-11 and, and again there was yeah. there was a lot of new elements you know yeah. to that sort of uh, that, that sort of um, threat you know that people did not people didn't handle the fear people didn't handle the stress and the anxiety level but with yeah. this I think what we come to realize is number one that America is stronger than that and and, uh, and and most of the world is stronger than that and yeah. you know just the human race is stronger than that but I, it's unfortunate that we weren't able to handle the situations as well as we did this one, but the difference is it's not, it's not necessarily, necessarily a threat we can see or we can, or we can stop with our hands. We know we physically can't stop it except for with a mask and with everybody coming together. Yeah, and I agree. And, and being safe and being healthy and looking out for each other. That's the only way we can stop. It.
2: Yes, I, I 100% agree. I, I, that's why I don't really uh, go into all the politics and stuff like that because you you're, dividing people is never good. No matter what, the, the problem is that, you know, in the military, there's only one side, you know. That's what I like about the military. You know, I'm here to, to guard against threats, foreign threats, you know, and domestic ones. <laughs> but here it's, everybody's like picking a side and that's not going to help anybody. So I, I don't judge people. I feel like people should, um, you know, like what they like. But this time has proven to be very, um, just very, um, I can't even think of the word right now. <laughs> I'm so tired. But, you know, people are just divided. That's the only thing I could think of. And yeah. I wish it was more like the military in the sense that you don't have that option. You just, you got to make sure you take care of yourself, take care of your family and do what you got to do.
1: And listen, a virus is not going to give a shit what your political party is or,
2: exactly.
1: or, which, or, or which side you're on. It doesn't care, you know, what your race is. So, you know, it's like, no, you're absolutely right. And like the first first and foremost, I'm going to be selfish in, in saying that first and foremost, I got to look out for my wife and kid. I got to make sure that they're healthy that they don't get it. So I can't get it. That means I can't spread it. That means I can't, you know, go out there and act like it doesn't exist. Yeah. I have I to can- act like... I had to act like it exists, even if like, let's say I'm, you know, a, a flat earther and I don't believe it exists, yet, but you
2: know, well, seeing is believing for me, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So you may, somebody may not believe it, but if you're around people that have had it, uh, you believe it. So you're like, oh, wow, it's, it's real.
0: Right.
2: Uh, you know, like I stay healthy. So I, I, you know, I tend not to get sick a lot. I don't get the flu if any at all, any any time so i feel like being healthy is the only way to like really try to avoid um getting really badly sick right. that's something we have to do for yourself you know
0: yeah and, you couldn't,
1: know. couldn't agree more couldn't agree more well uh, I mean, we kind of touched upon it a little bit but uh, how how have you been affected you talked you talked about covid brain but um how else have you been affected professionally? Let's say by the uh, by the quarantine?
2: Well, um, what it does is it um, it puts everything on hold. Um, yeah. Even though even though you know uh, nobody's really filming, you know, uh, and if the people that are filming, you have. To, I think like a million dollar project right now is it goes up by like two hundred thousand if you're lucky, just to give you a fair assessment because yeah. of you know all the um, expenses that go up with it right with that being said I, I i feel that this this um you know the coronavirus is just it's causing so much havoc you don't even realize all the havoc that it's going to cause you'll realize it later on you know so like all the other other businesses are going to go out um, you know so again it affects me you know and it affects you because you can't go out to your favorite restaurant or you can't you can't work. You know, I, that's really it's h- horrible. Like, I can't describe it. In any other way. Like, um, from from the from the basic of I can't work. And I just have to like, you know, you know, plan things. That's all I can do plan things like, you know, plan interviews and, and talk to people about my projects and, and get a buzz that way. And that's what you got to do is, you know, just kind of like, um, I feel like this virus has made me more resilient. And it made me think about how am I going to attack the business? You know, everybody wants to be, you know, a director or, or, you know, a producer, but you have to, like, educate yourself on how to do these things. And I feel like this time I'm taking it to be productive. You know, mm-hmm. I think, don't think like they should take this time to, to be as productive. As, and uh, instead of saying hurt me in this way, I can say the virus this way. You know, again just try to find the positive in a negative situation, right?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Um it it, it hit me, you know, I, I feel like and I always use the word blessed on this show, you know, you can you can be as religious or faithful as you want or not, but you know, without a without a doubt, man, like over the last ten years, looking back on what for lack of a better term, what's fallen in my lap. Yeah. And like and then stuff that got canceled last minute. Yeah. And then and then and then phone calls I got last 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 minute. You know, like oh shit, I'm out of work for this whole month. What do I do? This yeah. this gig fell through. Yeah. And then the day before I the day before I was supposed to go on that gig that got canceled, I get a phone call. Hey bro, yeah. I, uh, I, what are you doing for the next three days? I got a gig for you. And you're like <laughs> holy shit, man. And yeah, the, the, you know the quarantine happens. Yeah. It's like oh my god. All right. I always wanted to start that podcast i guess i'll finish editing all these projects i'm not i'm gonna be i'm gonna be out of work for god knows how long yeah and i started I, I start get the ball on on the podcast i start getting the ball rolling on some writing yeah i finish up all the editing and then i get and i get the phone call hey i see I, i'm watching your podcast you know how to use this 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 yeah. and i'm like oh yeah absolutely like, hey i got i got work for you and it's like hey you know, a lot of people, and, and then which, which, which brings me back to just reflection, like self reflection. A lot of people have been talking about this. This is the time where it's a self reflection, meditation, um, you know, uh, self exploration. And as, as I reflect upon it, I'm like, damn, I'm blessed. I got, you know, me and the wife brought home the kid uh, about, about six, months, six months ago. Thank you. And it's just like me and the wife kind of reflecting on ourselves and getting to know each other even better, yeah. And and really and really starting to uh, be hands on with this kid. And I brought this up probably every episode, but <laughs> we're not. You know, you and I as a kid, we always heard about uh, as far as parenting goes. You and I always heard about the first the first word, the first step. Yeah. But uh, the, the first time that they they said mommy or daddy to the parent. But yeah. for but for me and my wife during this time it's been like every micro evolution. I mean we're seeing him start to crawl like he's he's like he's like squirt, uh, shrimping. If you're an MMA fighter he's doing all the shrimping. He's rolling around and he's shrimping and he'll be on his back with his head on the top of the crib and then yeah. we come back we come to check on him an hour later he's on his stomach with his head at the bottom of the crib. So he did a complete 180 and he rolled over. And it's like, wow, like
2: this, but it's like the micro evolutions that we're watching. Yeah, yeah. No, it's amazing. They grow up so fast. It's yeah. true. You know, I remember um, my daughter, my youngest, is eight now. So I remember her in the crib moving all around. So it, 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 it goes by really fast. Yeah. So I, I, I feel people say that all the time, but it's true. You know, we're here for a very short amount of time, right? You, just, you have to enjoy it. I think, I think some of us are taking the time to enjoy this, you know. Some of us aren't, but I, I think I'm, and, and it sounds like you are too, you're taking the time to enjoy life in a sense. Even though it's not ideal because of outside situations, you're, you're trying to control the inside situations that you have control over. So yeah. I think it's
1: I, I, I was, I was I always take a look at the, the positives. I always take a look at the ups. Like, what can I get out of this? How can I make this better? Um, and 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 you may know, uh, you know from from deployments, you know previous mm-hmm. deployments. I, de- I deployed once. I deployed once in 2014 to Kuwait, and wow. we had a we had a very simple mission out there.
0: Yeah,
1: all that downtime, and so I could I could have been out there getting fat, eating fast food, and just watching movies. But and I started getting myself on a schedule that had nothing to do with their schedule. Their schedule was so simple; it was yeah. all this free time, and yeah. so. Uh, I killed a whole shitload of uh, civilian Warcraft, which is film work, prep yeah. and development. Killed yeah. a whole shitload of that. I was in the gym maybe two to three, two to three wow. hours a day every day. That's you know, great. ran every other day. I watched. I back then I caught up on my queue and my watch list. Here, not even, not during quarantine, I didn't because I got a wife and a kid to contend with. But <laughs> but there, but there in Kuwait. I caught up on everything, watched everything, was able to just you know, start marking everything watched. Yeah. Um, so as far as this, so as far as this quarantine goes, you know, just being cooped up on base and in Kuwait, it was so complicated to get off base. I know, I know, yeah. I was there. <laughs> it's not a, it's not a combat zone, but who the hell wants to go through that? It's like yeah. a combat. It's like it's it's like a combat zone trying to get off base.
2: Yeah, no, it is. You have to be careful. I know, I know people in Kuwait that that they try to take like uh, some girls. You Know so you uh-huh. have to be careful no matter where you are. If yeah. you go, you gotta always keep an eye on things like the, the where we stayed, there was like bomb barriers, and mm-hmm. you know, oh, of course, crazy. It's crazy. yeah, it's crazy.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, of course, we had those too, but yeah, like you said, no matter where you go, there you are, there's gonna be somebody trying to take advantage of you, rob you, kidnap you, or something, man.
0: yeah, yeah, of course,
1: whatever. But, I, but, yeah, but, 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 no, seriously, we actually went off base. Well, there was a number of times where you know my unit would want to go off base for this, that, and the other thing, and I think I, I think I went with them twice okay. for per, for personal stuff. And then there was a bunch of other missions and a bunch of other tasks that we had to go off base for. It yeah. took us from our barracks to outside. It took us 45 minutes oh, just wow. to get just to get off base. You get in the car. So once you get in the car to the yeah. point to where like you're outside the gate, it's 45 minutes. It's like, bro, I could have watched I could have watched an episode or two or something. I just, so when they were like, hey, we're going to go off base, we're going to go to Faha Hill, we're going to go to New City, I'm like, yeah, I'm not into that, I wasn't into that, I didn't really
2: go out that much, you know? I read,
1: you know, I read a lot, you know, so, you know, so like this quarantine, I took it as like this, you know, hunkering down, this is what we've been preparing for, it's The Walking Dead, man, we all watch The Walking Dead, how are we going to handle this? And I said, hey, we're just going to hunker down, and then, you know, thank God, you know, we as a society, like yeah, you, Like you said, we've really been looking out for each other, finding yeah. these alternative ways of yeah. production, alternative ways of meetings and networking and alternative ways of entertaining each other and yeah. schooling. You know, she's a, she's a teacher, so yeah, we, we, we've, we've been battling the Zoom with her. Yeah,
2: yeah that's dangerous. That's dangerous. Uh, she probably has to go back to school now. Yeah. Yeah. She, yeah. yeah she, I mean,
1: well, she's Zoom teaching, but yeah, she's back to work now.
2: Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 But they're going to eventually make them go back to work, like in person, right?
1: Well, Maryland is like, I don't know what the fuck's going on with Maryland, man, because Hogan's, so Hogan's a Republican, so I guess he's trying to stay on Trump's good side. And since I'm still serving, I'm cautious about what I specifically say, because I'm still unlisted.
2: No, no, trust me. Trust me.
1: <laughs> but, what, but what I can say is, thank God, Hogan. Even though he said this is what he wants, he's yeah. leaving up. He's leaving it up to each county. And right now, the county said virtual for okay, virtual That's, for at least this semester. That makes sense. That makes I sense. don't, I don't want her going back to school. Listen, they quarantined off a whole school. Yeah, I, I think shit. Like late August, they quarantined off an entire school. Wow. Uh, it might have been Florida though, but. Okay. Because Florida's really doing bad with this thing, I think. Yeah. Um, they just had, like another instance, they just had 66 people, a group of 66 people that know each other.
0: Yeah.
1: Get coronavirus, get COVID from the coronavirus. One died. Oh, wow. That's but 20, so but one. Of, but 22 of these 66 went to a wedding reception.
0: Yeah.
1: So 22 of those people were at this wedding reception. Oh they they all got it, and yeah. then the, and then the twenty two turned into sixty six by by spreading it. Yeah, of course. And then one of the sixty six passed away from. It. So uh, it's so it's it's like that. Just one fucking night, man.
2: Yes, yeah. but just you don't, don't want to be the person that dies you. That's the problem. Like you know, if you give it to somebody else and they got it, they die. That's terrible.
1: Yeah. You
2: know?
1: Exactly. Exactly. So I don't want I don't want my wife to die from it. I don't want my wife to get it. Yeah and then yeah. and then pass it off to somebody else that dies from it. And then there's that guilt. It's like
0: Yeah.
1: I, I knew I shouldn't have gone out. I knew I should not have gone out. It's something as simple as this. You know, like when we were kids, yeah. Your boys are trying to get you to go out to a party and you're like, Man, I got something kind of important the next day. No nah, yeah. man, it'll be fun, it'll be cool. And it's fun, it's cool, but you have one too many beers. You yeah. hung you were hungover, you were sick at the thing you went to, or you missed it. Yeah. Or, you know, you were Throwing up at it, yeah. One too many times I've done that. Now yeah. here's this. Now here's a situation where like it's life or death. Yeah. I, I know I shouldn't be going to this reception. Yeah. Maybe if I wear a mask, AKA maybe if I don't drink as much. Yeah. Maybe maybe if I wear a mask, you know, AKA maybe I won't smoke so much. Yeah, yeah. You know, if I wear a mask and hand sanitizer, it'll be okay. It's not, man. It's it's like it, people are still getting it. The Rock yeah. just came out with it. Robert Pattinson Pattinson just came out with
2: it. They had had a whole Batman production. Wow, that's crazy, though. I heard about that. Even the Batman got it. (laughs) Even the Batman, even the
1: fucking Batman got it. Dude, come on. So, I mean, that's a different situation. I'm sure they had a COVID compliance officer. I'm sure it was a fluke. He got it from that one fucking way of getting it. He touched the corner of something and.
2: You never know. You never know. These people never know. know never know i agree with you 100 um but that's what makes it so expensive to even to to shoot because yeah. you have to do so many precautions you know so and mm-hmm. if somebody gets it uh you i mean they could sue you okay <laughs> anybody can sue you for anything yep. you know so yep. you know but i don't know i feel like we should um do it at the, um whenever we feel we're ready for it um i heard that they're trying to like uh, speed up a vaccine yeah I'm not sure if I agree with that. Um, I want a vaccine. because, I, Basically, I personally don't feel like I'm the type of person to take a vaccine because I never do get like the flu vaccine and I never get sick. So what change what doesn't work? Look, all this time I've been around. I'm sure I'm sure I've been around people that had COVID and I've been great. So, you know, um, so I just I keep my distance. Um, if they have a vaccine, it means we can go back to normal.
1: That's basically that's that's basically it from That's the way I'm looking at it, right? Yeah. So when I see that headline, vaccine, I'm like, okay, the second I get that. Yeah. Then it's then it's slowly it's slowly because still again, the first vaccine, no one fucking knows. I mean, how long have they been doing flu
2: shots? Mm. It takes years. It takes years.
1: Like the I I I don't know when the first flu shot was,
2: but I'm not sure. But, influenza in nineteen eighteen, influenza came out. So I don't know when they actually came out with a vaccine, you know. But um.
1: right, and so I get the flu shot every every October, drill. They give me a flu shot. Oh, they gave it to you. Yeah, yeah I and remember. I, that.
2: But I still get sick. Yeah, so it gets you sick. It kind of gets you sick though. That's the whole idea, right? That's it's the whole idea.
1: That's the whole idea. It's, it's giving you this dumbed down version of it, so that you're not getting the full thing. But I think like every yeah. three, four years, and my wife can tell you, there was one year. Yeah, I got the flu, and it was like I was dying. Like wow. three, like three days. I'm a lot like you. I, I almost never get colds. Yeah. Yeah. I, I probably do way too much vitamin C to where it's a waste of money. I'm just p- pissing it out, you know, that day. But vitamin mm. C and all these other <laughs> immunity boosters all day long, every day. I eat pretty healthy. I'm in, I'm in pretty decent shape for 40 years old. Yeah. But I think my wife has seen me get sick twice. Yeah, She's like, you are the worst when you get sick. <laughs> yeah. Because it's finally... My immune system is shutting down and rebooting, and you're seeing like the absolute worst. Only for five days, but you've only seen that twice. Yeah, you know, (laughs) like when else do I ever get sick? My wife's always like, always kind of like not feeling good. You know, a lot.
2: Well, you know, I'm going to tell you: be careful what you say because the wives uh, (laughs) always listen.
1: (laughs) Yeah, but 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 she's only seen that twice, so you know. That's like that's like a paid that'll be just like a little vacay out there in, in the guest bedroom, and just hide Yeah, out. just watch just watch Netflix for five days straight, just getting over this flu.
2: Oh yeah, no, you know that's so funny how Netflix probably they have they've gotten so much profit from this Netflix, all these other streaming uh, things. Yeah. I honestly I've never watched so much TV um, ever. Like you know, like I I was watching um, I think Lucifer. It came back. Um, I, I, love keep, I keep hearing about this show. Like you're not. Oh, the, you have to watch it. You have um, to watch it. That's your homework. <laughs> okay. If you're into uh, that type of stuff, you know. Yeah. yeah absolutely. <laughs> um. Yeah. You know.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's yeah. It's been. You know, me and a me and a couple other people were all sharing each other's you know passwords and logs and whatever. Oh, okay. we got. We got Netflix, Hulu, Prime, Disney Plus. And yeah. those are like the, and those are like the paid ones. And then and then I and then I started on like. This is a TV. It's all like the I've really. Heard of it. I've heard of it. Yeah. It's yeah. all like it's all like the, the bad '80s and '90s stuff that you yeah. saw you saw at Blockbuster that one cover box. Yeah. You're like it looks bad. I want to get it, but you didn't. Yeah. And, that, and now they're all on TV.
2: It's, I love every single streaming now. I love I love '80s and mm-hmm. '80s. Love uh, John Cusack movies. Um. Yeah, things like that. I love the '80s. It brings back that nostalgic uh, feeling. You know, reminds me of of being younger, around the same age. So, you you just get that feeling. You know, watching like an '80s movie, you're like, I remember remember what I was doing." You know. So,
1: well, have you seen Cobra Kai on Netflix?
2: I think I might have seen like one episode, but I'm not. I'm not really like a big fan. But I do did love the original, The Karate Kid. Yeah, but. I mean, again, I heard it's good, but I just, I haven't watched it really, you know?
1: Yeah, I was a big fan of the, I was a big fan of the original trilogy. And they took like a really cool, you know, turn on it where they made Cobra Kai about Johnny, about John. Yeah. And uh, like everybody pops up back in the show. You're just like, wow, these actors are still alive. And they're playing the same exact character, the same exact way they did 35 years ago. Except Mr.
0: Miyagi, of course. Except for Mr. Miyagi, of course. <laughs>
1: it's, it's unfortunate, you know. I mean, yeah, unfortunate. But they found, a, they found a way to spice in some old stuff, and they found a way to, like, you know, do some, do some artistic ways of... They put in, they, they, they found a way... It, it wasn't like uh, what they did with uh, Star Wars, where they, they were able to, like, CGI someone's entire face. They didn't do anything like that. It was kind of like that over-the-shoulder stuff. But there's a couple of scenes where, like... Mr. Miyagi does pop
0: up. Really? But,
1: That's but amazing. I'm yeah. not gonna I'm not gonna say how, but they found like this slick way of kind of you know finding somebody else to like go in, yeah. in the shoes. Yeah in this in this way.
2: They did that for um um the, the movie of Paul Walker, um the, the last one. Um oh yeah, uh,
1: um, fat, uh, Fast
2: um Fast Furious. Yeah. I it, that I stopped watching it because I was so sad about about his passing. Um, I was a big fan of his. And I I loved the Fast and Furious uh, films. And after that, after he passed, it just didn't feel the same. So I just, it wasn't the same. I stopped watching after his movie. I mean, after he passed, yeah. I I think
1: that was either Fast 7 or Fast 8. 7 was was Paul Walker's last one. And dude, that was heartbreaking, man. When they did that whole montage of all his movies. Yeah. Like, wow. But uh, yeah, it was... That was pretty emotional, even for like, you know, tough, tough ass, you know, car guys, you know, action, you know, drift car, muscle car kind of thing. It's, it's
2: like, Again, we're the same age, we're the same yeah. age. And when you have somebody that passes away, that's your same age group, you like, you yeah. it more, right? You ever feel that? You're like, wow, Kobe was 40 or, so, you know, like anybody around your age range, you like, you feel your mortality kind of. Yeah,
1: yeah. That's what and happened. and also you're like like with Chadwick Bozeman, you know like oh my god yeah I saw I saw him come up, and yeah. I knew him from a couple of small projects and then I saw, he, uh, I saw, because I was following um I was following Anthony Mackey from like when he first got his first gig with Spike League. and wow, he yeah. ends up being and he ends up being Falcon, yeah. and and then Chadwick got got Black Panther, yeah. and then and then even before that like I grew up with Robert Downey Jr. '80s movie. Oh,
0: yeah, 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 yeah.
1: So people don't think, people don't really realize back in 08, when he was Iron Man, everyone was like, really? Yeah. And he fucking blew it away. And I was like, this is gonna be his comeback. This is gonna be his comeback. He was in so many classic 80s movies. So many classic, goofy 80s movies. And then he and then he got, I think he won the Oscar for Chaplin, playing Charlie Chaplin. And, yeah, then, yeah, yeah. and then a bunch of shit B-movies. Uh, you know, a bunch of, like, low-budget B-movies that he was doing, just, I guess, you know, because he had to. He was... He
2: did, he, he did um, B-movies? Uh, Robert Downey Jr. did some oh, B-movies?
1: jeez, what is this movie called? I just saw it.
2: Yeah, because he mentioned that, I was like, whoa. I should ask him. I should talk to him. <laughs> you never know. <laughs> <laughs> you know, right?
1: <laughs> yeah, man. But um, oh, he did this movie with Billy Zane.
2: Okay, Billy Zane. Yeah.
1: Okay. yeah it, was, it was, like, a late-90s oh. B-movie
2: know I know I he did bang I think it's bang bang I, I saw that I think it's bang bang
1: so, so kiss kiss bang bang was kind of like
2: yeah I b- love that movie
1: yeah great movie <laughs> well I so I think that's the, so that's the movie that got him Iron Man so really? so long story short okay you've seen predator with Schwarzenegger right yes yes you remember you remember you remember the dorky kid with uh, the glasses and the radio yeah yeah he yeah. was a part he was a part of the squad that's yeah. Shane black Oh. So, so shane black was in that movie made a bunch of made a bunch of money he started networking as an actor but also he wanted to write he had a, and then he starts writing stuff and starts producing stuff i think he acted in a couple other things but his big acting role was he was the radio guy in predator right yeah and so then he starts writing and he wrote and directed he wrote and directed kiss kiss bang bang
0: oh my god
1: and so he put robert downey jr in kiss kiss bang bang yeah it was so good. Val Kilmer yeah. and, and Robert Andrew crazy. were so good in that movie. It was hilarious. It's one of the best, like, buddy crime caper flicks. Yeah. And so then, so then Shane, I guess, introduced him to John Favreau because John Favreau and Kevin Feige are responsible for basically starting the MCU. John Favreau wrote and directed Iron Man, and I think Shane Black somehow was either a co-writer of the script. Oh wow. And or co-produced with with John Favreau or something, and so I think Shane Black was pushing for Robert Robert Downey
2: Jr. Yeah, well he probably got him in. He could he could have got him in, and then he, look, we'll give you co-producer or associate producer. Mm-hmm. On yeah, yeah. So.
1: And then Shane Black, I think, wrote and directed Iron Man three. Oh wow! But already, but but Robert Downey Jr. is already cemented in as
2: yeah, yeah. He's, Iron, he's Iron,
1: Iron Man now.
2: He's Iron Man. He's Iron Man.
1: But he had the look. He had the hair, he had the beard, he had like a chiseled face, he got in real good shape. He had the whole, he had the whole facade.
2: Yeah, I can't imagine somebody else being Iron Man after but that. But you can't now, but you can't now. He, he ruined it for everybody else, so.
1: But yeah. uh, seeing uh, Chris Evans was like, Chris Evans was the bully and she's all that.
2: I know, I, I have that movie actually. It's yeah, so it funny. I Yeah, I love that movie, it's so funny, I, and,
1: I like it. And so when I saw him as Captain America, I was, America, I was like, nobody else. No, nobody else. Goody, this Goody Two Shoes Pretty Boy. Yeah, yeah. And that's and that's what Iron Man used to call him throughout all the Avengers movies. It's like, oh, really? yeah, just a a Goody a, a, a Pretty a Goody Two Shoes Pretty Boy. And, and he goes, oh, he goes, oh yeah, what are you? And and or he called him something like that in the first Avengers. He called him like Mister Perfect or something. He oh goes, yeah. yeah, oh yeah, what you what are you? are? it was billionaire billionaire playboy philanthropist. Yeah. Genius, oh. something like that. You know, that famous scene. <laughs> but the second Chris Evans, the second I saw Chris Evans, you know, on a marquee for Captain America, I was like, couldn't couldn't be anybody else.
2: No, f- he, he he bit the bill. He bit yeah. the bill.
1: Which but which brings us back to Chadwick. I mean, it's like he was 43. Wow. And yeah. it was like, wow, he had so many, he had such, he really worked his ass off. He had such a plethora, such a such a great repertoire of projects. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And you so know? it was great projects. Like like I saw his projects and I was like he did all these amazing roles and and mm-hmm. he nailed it. He nailed it, you
1: know? Mm-hmm. So. And they're all and, and so different. I mean Black Panther and yeah. and then he plays James Brown and then he plays Jackie yeah. Robinson. Yeah. And then it's like I was joke like all right, so Chadwick Boseman's, you know, contracted to do a uh, I think it was uh, Avengers Civil War right into Black Panther right into Avengers Infinity War and yeah. Endgame and then Black Panther 2 and it wasn't able to be Black Panther 2.
0: Yeah.
1: But it's so there was two movies that Chadwick did there was a movie that Chadwick did and a movie that Chris Evans did and it seemed like since they were already in Africa at the end of Infinity War. Yeah. Okay. Chris Evans probably for like a week or two did this movie where he's a he's a Israeli special ops Mossad. oh uh gathering Ethiopian Jew refugees oh wow in this true story movie yeah
2: and And he just jumped on it
1: so so the thing is like okay infinity were so huge and then you've got like you know what three months off yeah and, and I think he just happened to be in Africa and they're like hey, we're going to shoot this movie over here. You want to do it real quick for a week or two? Oh, yeah, sure. Another paycheck. I'll, I'll, I'll be right over. He looked yeah. no different. He looked absolutely no different than he did with the long hair and the beard as Captain America with long hair and the beard. Yeah. He looked wow. exactly the same in this movie. It was wow. just like, hey, just come over here and shoot this movie real quick. Okay. And then he goes, does Endgame. And yeah. I think I think it was between Black Panther and Infinity War. Chad, Chadwick did this movie called Message from the King.
0: Yeah
1: where he is, he's, I don't think he, he's either Nigerian or Ethiopian police detective that comes to L.A. to look for his sister. Yeah, wow. And, and it was, that was, and, and so those two indie movies, um, uh, with Chris Evans, the one with Chris Evans, the one with Chadwick, I can't remember the name of the one with Chris Evans, but it's about, it's yeah. about, it's about, Ethiop, it's about Ethiopian Jewish refugees. Yeah. Like, like African Jews, basically, yeah. Yeah, and and then, uh, but message message from the king with Chadwick Boseman. It's a Netflix original. It's a dope, it's a dope little indie flick wow. that he just that he just jumped off to do the do on the side between Black Panther and, and, and the that's, Avengers. I
2: think that's how you get some movie stars, and you know, I'm yeah. trying, I'm trying to learn about like that type of business. Um, some people, whatever. Let's say somebody's a, a woman's pregnant, an actress is pregnant, and. You know, I'm just learning this now, and they're like, "Oh, she's gonna be, she's gonna be okay to shoot, and you know, whatever in this day." And you find out, I'm like, "Wait, she's pregnant!" And they're like, "No, no, she'll be good to go." It's like it's such a business mentality. I'm yeah. like, "She's pregnant! No, no, she'll be good by the time the movie starts." You know, I'm like, "Wow!" It's yeah, it's that type yeah. of thing. Yeah,
1: you know? <laughs> yeah. I know exactly, and I get what you're saying. And it's like, no, she'll be off her maternity leave. You know, as a freelance independent actress, she'll be off of her maternity. Like, don't worry about it; she'll be good. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, um, like uh, the the best example is: Did you ever watch Battlestar Galactica, the the revamp, uh, two thousand five, two thousand
2: six? No, honestly, I don't I, I think I have.
1: So, the biggest star out of that show, like like the, like the the, the the sexiest actress on the show, was. Uh, Katie Sackoff. And she was one of the stars of this show. Yes. Huge, huge hit show. Yes. But but between seasons, she would knock out like two or three B level sci-fi flicks. Wow. But so she's off. Yeah. And she's looking for she's looking for another gig, like a week or two production here, a week or two production there, a week or two production there, sleep for a month, get back on Battlestar. But she's got three films now in between. She knows, she knows she's a genre actress. Yeah. She's, she's sexy as hell. She's a really good actress. She's yeah. badass. She can fight. And she's doing like these little pocket B movies. Yeah. And then season two. And then a the pocket B movie or two pocket little B movies, sci fi action things. Season three. And so on and so that's forth. True. And like, yeah. And that's, and, and that's what I noticed that a lot of people were doing um, with The Walking Dead. Oh, God. Um, the, the,
2: the, I the, dude, talk.
1: the dude with the crossbows.
2: I'm trying, um, yeah, 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 he's awesome,
1: yeah. Yeah, and Daryl was doing a whole shitload of little indie projects or, or, or like A minus films or B plus films in yeah. between seasons. Yeah. He, did a, he did a video game he was in. Wow. <laughs> he, he, did, he did a couple of obscure indie films and B movies in between seasons. Yeah,
0: yeah.
1: And what's, what's funny is Rick Grimes didn't do shit. Rick Grimes stuck with Walking Dead. He was like, the, he was the star of the show. Yeah. So he was like walking dead only. And for him, I think it was so much work. He just he just took advantage of his time off. He was like, yeah,
2: he this needs this? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, some people, like, you know, they already have a good life and they just, you know, they don't need to make, they don't need to go crazy. They yeah. probably still enjoy their family, which, you know, I understand. Yeah, I, I go from, from this project to another one, you know, I need time in between to, to kind of reflect and, and think about my next move. I don't want to just jump to another project, you know? Yeah.
1: No, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, speaking of which, what what's what's next on the agenda? Let's well, oh. say uh next set of goals for say the next six months to a year.
2: Yeah. So um my every all my energy has been focused on uh, the diary of Kate the Ripper, which is the my upcoming feature. Um I'm directing it. Uh, I'm also the writer. <laughs> I do everything. Um, so I'm working with uh, a production company called Think Arts Production. Uh, my producer Sunflower Duran is amazing. We're trying to put this project together, so it's going to take probably in the next few months. Um, we're hoping to to film maybe like in uh, March. We're looking to film maybe in March. So it's just taking up all my time um, to you know put this project together, financing and things like that. Um, you know, having a family, it's, it's hard to like juggle uh, everything, but you kind of have to as a parent, you know? Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, so this project is probably the biggest project I'm going to be involved with. I can't even say who I'm reaching out to, but I'm, you know, I'm reaching out to actresses, actors, um, people I would have never, you know, have imagined that I could reach out to. And, you know, the project started out um, and that's what takes so, so long. People don't understand doing one project. You know, if you're like controlling all aspects of it, you know, you, you're tied up for like, you know, maybe a year, you know, putting uh, putting the project together, um, which it just it goes, it's so much stuff that goes behind it. Um, I, I can't even stress it enough. Talk to, talking to investors, it's a different beast all on its own. Mm-hmm. So, but you know, again, I, I want people to um, to really get excited about this uh, feature, the diver, kick the ripper. Um, you know, it's this thing I wrote um, a while back because I'm, I'm a big history man. Like, I love history. So I was like, nobody ever knew who Jack the Ripper was. But how about if I give people who he was in a sense, you know, I'll give him like like his um, great granddaughter, you know. So I kind of humanize him. I think, you know, like even, you know, we don't know anything about Hitler, like people like that in history so people even though they hate people like jack the ripper and hitler and people like that i think people are curious to to kind of like find out you know what made them tick or you know or if he had a grand uh, granddaughter or great-granddaughter what would she be like and that uh, that's why makes this project so interesting um the, the intrigue behind oh jack the ripper had a you know a family member so um it's not true obviously i made it up but it's just fun that you could create this world. Um, again, more stuff takes time to like create a whole world, and there's always uh, constant rewrites of um, of the script because creating a world, like as you know, like Twilight or any of these um, other worlds, it's it sounds simple, you know, have have the man fly, you know, but why can't he fly? You you kind of have to like establish rules, mm-hmm. and it makes it so complicated. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, so anyway, I, I'm looking forward to um, just really working on on the project and bringing it to life um, with with my crew. You know? Yeah, I yeah. Few, I have a lot of people actually on it um, that are working uh, with me, and, and I'm pretty excited to work with all these um, people. Um, you know, that are so talented. They're much more talented than I am, and I'm um, you know I'm just like trying to like you know you know hold hold my own in front of like talented actors and. And you know, assistant directors and all these people that have so much more experience than me. You know.
1: Yeah, no, and you uh, know, I've I've been blessed enough to where I've worked on you know a number of number of projects, just seeing different ideas, different takes on things, and uh, but yeah, I think people do, people have this natural curiosity about like you know, as awful as someone. Like Hitler or Jack the Ripper, or you know, uh, oh god, who was that Roman Empire that everybody? Uh, Caesar? Huh? No, not not Caesar. Oh,
2: I can't remember now. Oh wait, um, you're talking about uh, a Roman emperor? Yeah. Um,
1: his name is now like an
2: STD. Actually, I'm trying um, to think of his name. I'm trying to think of his name. Um, but um. Yeah, I, I think I know who you're talking
1: about. But there's a movie called Max. It's got, and, and it's funny. You were talking about John Cusack earlier, and uh, you know, before John Cusack's film career was all like wishy washy, he did this movie called Max, and yeah. it's it's about a friendship between an art dealer. Yeah. And Max, so John Cusack plays Max Rothman, uh, a Jewish art dealer, and his student Adolf Hitler. So oh. Hitler, so Hitler was an artist. Hitler, yeah. Hitler, Hitler, Hitler uh, was a vet from World War One, yeah. and, and uh, you know he was and so you know, obviously the loss. So he's he's yeah. a bitter, he's a bitter vet over the over the loss over his country taking the loss, yeah. and and probably the government like revamping the government. You know, probably some outside influence to you know yeah. change the whole Baron von Hausen type of you know management of that country. But, but you know he lost. And yeah. he's a he's a wet he's a he's a vet from World War One. So he's trying to be an artist he's drawing a lot of very dark, very, you know, very uh you know bleak, dark imagery yeah. in his in his art. And his art's a lot of his art you know is influenced by you know what he saw in World War One. And it, it shows that the kind of like the start and rise of who Hitler ends up with. Is that yeah. he's this he's this Failed artist, um, failed soldier, yeah, um, bitter, bitter, angry guy, and you know, t- in life, and then touching back on like how we, how we handle ourselves in this quarantine and in, the, in and in this pandemic that we're doing, you know, yeah. we all we we all have. There's always this fork in the road. You yeah. go left, you go left. You go right. Yeah, exactly. And, and you really got to remember, you know, you know, uh, we're, we're not the only ones here. You know can't be selfish, you know, think of, you know, think of love and think of, you know, community first. And it's, it's hard to like make that, sometimes it's hard to make that right decision to go left or go right. And you can just see him veering off way, veering way off right. Yeah. You know, because it's just the whole country took a loss. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it was, it it was. Sorry. 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 That's all right. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> Motor, motorcycle, no worries, no worries. But yeah, I mean, you can see, you can see in the film, you know, uh, you know, it's an interesting take on like you know an early life, okay? That yeah. Maybe maybe yeah. not a lot of people really ever knew about.
2: And, uh, yeah, no, you're right. I feel like um, we have a lot of um. There's only so many stories, you know. title, seven stories, right? So I mean, that's that's the first thing you learn, you know, when you when you're talking about writing films. You, you you learn about Aristotle and you know how many stories and it really and there isn't that many stories. It's just different points of view, right? Because again, even even if I was to do this, is not really exactly on Jack the Ripper. It's on the descendant, but there's always a way you can do a story. You know, like they they've done stories on Jack the Ripper. You know, so then you know so when you're doing something, all you gotta do is kind of put your your vision on it how you see the story or, you know, how you want to shape the story. And that makes it different, you know, because we've seen everything, right? <laughs> so, uh, somebody falls in love, right? It's only so many emotions, right? But it, it, it's just how you, how you bring it to people, you know, like, like, you know, when people start doing like iPhone movies and things like that,
0: mm-hmm.
2: right? It's so like, oh, oh, that was not an iPhone. That's cool. cool. You know? So it's really Dependent on you as an artist to, to, to kind of put your spin on it. That's really, you know, that's the difference, you know, that, that I see.
1: Well, that leads me to my next point is what's your view of the new normal? On the what? On the new normal.
2: Oh, the new normal. Um, I feel like people were, really distant. um, it's going to make people more distant. I think it's going to take time for people to adjust to to you know, kind of like keeping their distance from people. Like, oh, you can't huff somebody. You you think twice about things. I feel like we're in a more of a conscious state of mind. We're becoming more conscious of our actions. You know, you're not just gonna touch that doorknob and and maybe not put Purell on or something like that. So I feel like, you know, the new normal is a deeper state of consciousness. Think think more before you do things. That's what, that's how I see things. If you're young, you're still gonna do what you do. You're still gonna go get drunk, you know. <laughs>
1: yeah, <laughs> but, but but more conscious of our surroundings. And yeah, and yeah, more conscious, you know, more cautious. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. I agree. Well, if, if there's if there is there a last point, last bit of advice you want to put up? Yeah.
2: Yeah, no, you know, I, I, um, I just did a, an interview before on iHeartRadio. And the main thing that I like to tell people, young, young kids, is focus. Focus on what you want and go after it. Because there's plenty of people, just like stories, there's, there's so many jobs out there. There's only so many stories. But you have to give it your independent take on it, you know? You're invaluable because of what you bring to the table. So be as knowledgeable as you can. So people, people, they need you. You know, you have to be invaluable because you bring something different to the table. So I think you, young kids should educate themselves and make sure that they um, they go after their dreams. Because, you know, like, you know, I went to school after, you know, I, for a long time, went back to school so I could learn more about film work because I wanted to learn more of the art of it. Mm-hmm. And I, it helped me. So. If anything, it's never too late, and you know, chase your dreams. You know.
1: <laughs> awesome, awesome, awesome.
2: Well, um, like you know, I brought it up before. You know,
1: I always use the word blessed. I had, I had a guest. I had actually two guests on here back to back that used yeah. that exact word, blessed. Yeah. And like I said, you know, these last few months, man, I was really reflecting upon how when one thing went away. A new thing popped up. Every opportunity, every opportunity completed, or every opportunity lost, presented a new opportunity, or a better opportunity, or a continued, advanced, evolved opportunity. And yeah. and not only is that like the obvious um, cycle of life, you know, evolution that could that could be you know pinned down in possibly even Darwinism too. It's Just that's the evolution: one thing dies, and new thing grows, and so on. But it's yeah. it's like for me, it's like I don't know how I'm blessed in such a way that I was able to study and prepare and, and work my way into a market, work my way into a system, work my way and build craft and build skill sets and build 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 up my craft yep. to where when something falls through, I still have the knowledge, the tools, the, the will and the know-how to to just pick it back up and and keep and moving forward. And where, but where did the blessing come from? You know yeah, what I mean? was was that was I blessed from the get go, and so now it's all me, or is it, or is it just these micro blessings? Like, hey, you lost something. Poof, yeah. Here, poof, here's some natural new opportunity. Like, I, I, it's hard. It's still really hard for me to like kind of pinpoint it. You know, if I was the right, had I written out like a diary, and you know, I started a web series to kind of document some of the gigs, some of the traveling. Some of the yeah. crazy shit me and my buddies did, you know, yeah. me, and the, me and the wife, and, and, and some of those things. But yeah. had, had I kept a daily dream, lost this next day, got that, you know, learned this, and now I'm doing that, you know, it's like it's it's got it's hard to kind of, you know, I do reflect on it, and I think the good, the, the, the good news is like yeah. blessed somehow, which is, this is just the best word I think. And he's saying it, I think me. Accepting that I'm blessed gives me a little bit of humility. Yeah, keeps keeps me humble, keeps me focused. Yeah, on you know the the goals, and not really just you know getting too pompous or too arrogant about it. And yeah. thinking, because if I'm if if I start getting into that mentality, then it's like yeah, then then they won't pop back up. But if I accept that I'm blessed, I agree. You know what I mean.
2: I don't know if I'm making sense. No, no, it makes a lot of sense. I I feel that you, uh, in my, 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 the word that I would use is just karma. You know, you put good energy out there, you put good energy out there, and I I feel like it comes back to you. Yeah. So that's how I look at things. You put uh, good energy out there. When you put all this negative energy out there, you're going to get it back, unfortunately. So you got to make sure that you start putting positive energy out there and and you know just people want to be around you right so yeah. the right people are going to be around you so that's what you're doing right now I think you're doing a great job and you know keep it up uh, <laughs> good job yeah military too so you know you yeah <laughs> well,
0: well, well you
1: too Eddie I, uh you know keep it up I mean you're, you're, you're killing it and I uh, can't wait to hear more about Keith the Ripper and um I'd love to collaborate with you once the floodgates are open I'd love to collaborate somehow on you 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 mentioned some keywords there, and we can we can talk talk offline about you know some of that, talking yeah. that talking that shot. But uh, yeah. you know b- b- before we sign off, any socials links plugs you want to put out there?
2: Yeah, um, basically I have a production company which I work with, um, not just my production. ES1 Films is my production company. Um, you can find me on IMDb.com, um, Eddie Sanchez. Um, my production company is. Uh, Pink Arts Peace Productions, Pink. So, you know, it should be easy to find. Pink Arts Peace Productions. Um, They're a great company. And that's really it. Uh, Look out for The Diary of Kate the Ripper. It should be coming in 2022. Um, And look for me on social media, Eddie Sanchez. Um, Thank you for having me. Um, Yeah,
1: Eddie, I can't thank you enough for coming on um you know a lot of great insight a lot you know a lot of good stories a lot of yeah. good idea a lot of, a lot of good idea sharing and uh you know, that's what the show's about so uh hey thanks again for coming on i love the positive attitude yeah. and, and just and just uh it, it it's a you know it's a breath of fresh air to see so much positivity and you're not the only one a lot of my guests are very positive yeah and staying very productive and and that's and you know that's really the point of this is that there is a light at the end of the time. Is... We're
2: together. We're in it together.
1: Yeah, man. Definitely. Definitely. Well, Eddie, I can't thank you again for coming on the show to my viewers. I hope
0: I earned the privilege of your time and viewership. I know my guest has and uh, check us out next time. All right. Thank you. So-